Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Alec Baldwin is not a vegan. Don't shift your way. Don't stare. And for God's sake, whatever you do. Hello, and welcome to March Bradness. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah, and this is the world's only March Madness-style Brad Pitt-themed podcast, where we're pitting every single one of Brad Pitt's movies against one another in a quest to find the ultimate Brad. And I want to tell you that you're going to find out what happens in these movies. So if you don't want to find out what happens, go watch them. And if you do want to find out what happens, continue listening. Uh, this week, we are revisiting Brad Pitt's World War II I'm about to get divorced movie, Allied. And then we are also seeing Moneyball. Moneyball. I'm going to get my notebook because I actually took notes this time. (laughs) Sarah's been falling asleep during the movies, so she started taking notes again. Oh, there she goes. She's looking. She grabbed the wrong notebook at first. It's true. I'm... I'm I'm just like full wine mom. I feel like I've aged like 20 years in the past year. <laughs> Do we want to talk about Allied first? Yeah, I don't see why not. Allied. What year did it come out? In 2015. 2016. Oh, 2016. Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis. You really remember this episode from last season when we sat down with Raina Deerwater, host of There's Nothing Funny About Show Choir. Uh, and talk to her about Allied and how she went over it for the GLAD charity. Because it has lesbians in it. Yeah, and was directed by Robert Zemeckis, who also directed Back to the Future and The Polar Express and Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Allied. What do you think the through line is for Robert? Uh, Every movie has... Someone with a suit in it at some point. Hmm. Not an auteur. I mean, like, God. So, like, that was part of the reason why I started taking notes, because I was like, I cannot watch this movie for a third time without... I need something to keep me going. (laughs) So I I took some little notes. I have to be honest, I enjoyed this movie more the third time. When you were... Paying attention? When I was paying attention, the one of the things, the first two times that we watched this, <laughs> we watched it for season one, and then we didn't record soon enough, so we had to watch it again, because we forgot everything that happened. And both times we watched it without subtitles, it turns out subtitles really help you understand the movie when half of it is in French. I think it's cute that I thought that my French would, like, carry me through this movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I... I know French. I understand some words. (laughs) I know what Brad Pitt's saying in this movie that takes place in French Morocco because they wanted to redo Casablanca, but then petered out halfway through. So Allied, as Tana mentioned, takes place in French Morocco in 1942. Brad Pitt is an American spy. Canadian. Oh, yeah. He's from Quebec. God, my notes only got me so far. (laughs) That's why his French was Quebec. It's all coming around now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And he's partnered up with uh, fucking... Marion Cotillard. Yes. Who? Sidebar. I just watched last night a really, really hilarious uh, duet between Marion Cotillard and Nathan Fielder. Are you serious? Singing I Can't Help Falling in Love with You by Elvis for Christmas. Oh my god. It's 
Amazing. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it stars Marion Cotillard, who is like the world's hottest woman doing a spy thing with Brad Pitt, which is pretty fucking sexy, if you ask me. Just like conceptually, physically, emotionally. And they team up and they're spies and they are, they're spying on some Nazis. The whole thing is that they're married and so they're living together and there's a lot of like sexy roof scenes where she's like, okay, you have to kiss me now because somebody's watching and they fuck in a car in a sandstorm. Because they think they're going to die. Yeah. And then eventually they like kill some Nazis and then they go back to Canada, not America. No, nope, they go to Europe. They go to London. Fuck. Where Brad Pitt's stationed. God, I'm dumb as shit. <laughs> Um, okay, so they go to London, and they get married, and they have a baby, and Brad Pitt's sister is a lesbian, played by freaking what's-her-face? Lizzie Chaplin. Yes, who is so hot, and it's amazing, and she's, like, in a relationship the whole time, and it's like, oh, it's great. Um, and then Brad and Marion have a baby, and I'm doing a really bad job of this. You're going. You're doing it. So then... Brad's boss confronts Brad and is like, we think your wife might be a, a spy, a German spy. And Brad's like, impossible. She's already a spy. She can't be a double spy. Um, There's no such thing as double agents. <laughs> and so he goes on a journey to try to find out if she's a spy for the I want to point out that all of this happens like an hour and a half into this two-hour movie. So there's like a half an hour of actual plot. Oh, yeah. It's obnoxious. And uh, I'm going to spoil it for you right here and now. She is indeed a Nazi spy. And Brad finds this out and they're like, you have to kill her or we'll kill you. But then she kills herself. And And then Brad Pitt moves to Medicine Hat with their daughter. And then the end is a a narration by Marion talking about like, if you are reading this, you did not know me very long. Which is like, cool, still a Nazi. What did this go up against last time, and how did it... It went up against The Image, and it won because Brad Pitt in The Image was in The Image for, like, three minutes. That's true. Brad in Allied is pretty flat. He's dead behind his little eyeballs. He's He's like, I am about to get fucking divorced. I am sleeping on the couch of my guest house. (laughs) Here, okay. Smoking dubs. Here's the thing about Allied, though, that I was thinking about this time, because I was like, what, what's going on with this movie? Like, there's something about it that it's like keeps pulling me in and then pushing me away. You know, mm-hmm. she's in, then she's out. She's hot, then she's cold. And I was like, what is going on? And I realized Brad is interesting when he's a spy, because when he's a spy, he's playing the part of somebody that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But Brad's actual character in the movie, mm-hmm. which is like this dude is the most boring, like, personality-less character mm-hmm. maybe ever. Yeah, I think that, like, even when Brad Pitt is a spy, he's, like, definitely, like, the most interesting that he is in the movie because, like, espionage is inherently is interesting and it's like, oh, what's going on? We're going to unravel the puzzle of, like, what they're going to do because he, like, the start of the movie, he, like, drops into the desert in, like, a turban and, like, goggles, and we're like, what's going on? And he's, like, handed all these supplies, and he's like, look for the hummingbird. And then as soon as the movie switches from, like, Brad and Marion kill all the Nazis to Brad and Marion, maybe she is by? 
Like it's just it just bottoms out. Like yeah. I want to cut the whole second half out of that movie. Oh, absolutely, like hundred percent, absolutely. But like I just feel like he was bringing it when he was a spy with Marion. Like the scene when she was introducing him to her friends for the first time, and she was like, "Oh, this is my husband. He just got back in town. Like we haven't seen each other for six months." Like. Brad is all eyes on Marion and in a way that seems like really genuine. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think those were definitely the scenes where he seemed and I know we talked about this last time, like where he seemed most engaged with yeah. the film and like most and, like I'm going to be here. Right. And that's when I was thinking about he's being the spy versus he's being his actual character. Mhm. That's I guess more interesting than the theory that Brad Pitt just certain days was like damn, I want to bang Mary. <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. But, like, it, it followed that pattern really consistently. Right. Uh, and his French was okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah. My issue with this movie is, like, I feel like there's a lot of room for nuance for this character. Mm-hmm. And that Brad Pitt isn't giving me the nuance that I know he's capable of. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's playing, like, a, a suave, flirty, sexy spy, nice. With an asterisk instead of an I. But I feel like outside of that, he's just sort of like either like, I am a man and I have a wife who I love. Or he's like, ah, my wife's a spy. No, she's not. Fucking go fly to Germany and find out for me. Look closely. It's the woman in this photograph, Marianne Beausejour. Oh! Marianne Beausejour! Like, it's, if there's not... Throughout the whole thing, I didn't necessarily really see or feel any sort of believable struggle for Brad. Mm -hmm. And I know that Brad is capable of, like, portraying that nuance. And I really wish that he had done it because that could have, like, taken this movie from, like, a, I guess I'll watch half of it on an airplane to, like, I'll watch this if it's on TV. Yeah. You know? I just wanted more from him. Together at... Now the latest news on Brad Pitt. What's going on? I haven't gotten a Google card about Brad in a while. I haven't either, which is a good sign. Yeah, way in low. Okay, I'm Googling Brad Pitt news, and I'm just getting Angie news. Yeah, that's what's happening to, like, my Google cards, is I'm getting a lot of cards about Angie, and although I respect America's scary crush, I, that's not the content I'm really here for. Also, I've noticed that Angie is only ever taking two of her kids to events, and it's only just Shiloh and Zahara, and it's like, hmm. I literally can't find any recent news. Hmm. Here's an article on, is Brad Pitt really a vegetarian? Is he? Let's find out. What? I've never heard this before. (laughs) The, The blonde salad says... Brad is considered one of the symbols of the vegan diet. He is an ardent animal rights activist, and he declared that he absolutely hates when his wife, Angelina Jolie, and his children eat animal-based products. Angelina tried to follow his diet but gave up very, very soon. I don't know if that's true. Please Google it. Brad Pitt vegan. I would. Oh my god. Well, he can't be because he ate all those fucking shrimp in Ocean's Eleven. Maybe they were vegan shrimp. <sighs> I'm on like a forum now. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love more than anything those weird niche like Hollywood gossip forums. It's just it's a part of the internet that I feel like I could have been part of. They're all so old looking. This is from 2012. Oh. <sighs> 
it freaks me out when forums don't get archived. Like, they're just still up. It's like, what the fuck? This is so ancient in internet years. Okay, these people on this forum, femalefirst.co.uk, <laughs> is talking about, like, Brad getting paparazzi'd, uh, eating, like, fish and chips and stuff. And they're saying, like, maybe he was vegan for... Because I feel like there was a time when veganism was, like, a hot celebrity trend. Yeah. Well, I feel like, too, like, if you're, like, trying to get fucking wrecked yeah. for a role, you know, if he's, like, I'm going to be in Fight Club and I'm going to be fucking jacked but also really skinny, yeah. I'm only going to eat vegetables and work out for 12 hours a day. <laughs> That's one way to get jacked. That checks out. So maybe Brad was a vegan at one point and is no longer. <laughs> or maybe he is again because he's on a cleanse. You know, he's, like, sober and all that. Like, why not just go fucking hard? <laughs> <laughs> go full on, just give up everything good in this world. <laughs> Only eat vegan, like, cheese bread. No. Or maybe he's a pescatarian. That would make sense. Yeah. I could see Brad Pitt only eating fish. Yeah. But also, he's so steak and potatoes. I know, he is. You know? Just Brad Pitt munching down on a big burg. I just want to say, as a face-blind vegetarian, <laughs> that I... <laughs> I would be really happy if I had another thing to relate to Brad about. <laughs> So when I meet him, I'll be like, hey, man, what's up? I hear that you also... Are face blind and a vegetarian? Question mark. Question. Vegetarian slash pescatarian slash vegan? <laughs> Which one? What's the truth, Brad? These are all very different things. Anyway, um, that's the Brad news for today. <laughs> Brad Pitt, a vegetarian? <laughs> Question mark. Sources include this British forum from 2012. <laughs> and what was it? Blonde Salad. The Blonde Salad, which is maybe a vegetarian <laughs> site? I don't know. Who else is a famous celebrity vegan? Go back to that list with Peter Dinklage screaming. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis? I don't know who that is. Ellen DeGeneres? Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Brad Pitt. I Brad don't Pitt. believe it. Olivia Wilde. Could see it. Prince, Prince, we know that. Steve O. Steve O? No. Brian Adams, yes. Moby, probably. <laughs> I just want to know how this started. Like, Where who, did the rumor come from? Right, like, I'm not finding, like, an interview where Brad was like, like by the way, I'm a vegan. It's just like. Here's a picture of Brad eating a leaf. Brad, an ad for Salad Pride. Me too, Brad. Is that a picture of Albert Einstein? And it was like, this kid was Albert Einstein. Like, no, it's about, it's about Albert being a, a vegetarian. Uh. It feels weird to refer to Einstein as Albert. <laughs> Good old Al. My best friend, Al. <laughs> Al Einstein. I don't oh, know if you've heard of him. Oh, my God. He's a patent clerk. <laughs> Speaking of... Math. Math! <laughs> Holy shit. Um, let's talk about taking math <laughs> and applying it to sports. Sarah's two My favorite two things, things in, in the a movie world. that stars only men. My three favorite things, math, sports, and men. You heard it here first. We're talking about Moneyball. Uh, I do like money, though. I know you do. <laughs> Uh, Moneyball 2011, written by Aaron Sorkin, directed by the guy who also directed Capote and Foxcatcher. Bennett Miller. Bennett Miller. Stars Brad Pitt as the general manager of the Oakland Athletics, which is a stupid name for a baseball team. 
I saw them in Oakland. I saw them. I realized watching <laughs> face blind, but not stadium blind. I went on a date at that stadium in Oakland. I've stepped on the ground that Brad Pitt has walked on. God bless. So Brad Pitt is the general manager of the uh, Oakland Athletics, and his team was doing fine. And then they got struck out at the last game of the season before going into, like, the big league, like, Super Bowl-esque whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Super basketball. Super baskets. The basket time. <laughs> March Madness. Um, <laughs> so then, like, three of his key players are being traded, and he's like, ah, I don't have any money to replace them. And then he goes and he talks to a friend at the Cleveland Indians, which is a bad name for a baseball team. And he's like, yo, I need to help. Give me money. And then he, or he's like trying to trade players or whatever. And he sees Jonah Hill in the corner. Jonah Hill, who looks like Solomon from Nathan for you in this movie. Like straight up. Just dead ass is Solomon. Um, And Jonah Hill tells, like the guy is like trying to, like Brad almost has a, has a deal. And Jonah Hill shakes his head and the guy's like, mm, actually, never mind. And Brad Pitt's like, yo, Jonah Hill, what the fuck? And Joan Hill's like, I see baseball as numbers and potential instead of just, like, marketability. And Brad Pitt's like, cool, come work for me. And so using the power of statistics, uh, Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill build a team that does really well, but they still lose. And the end. (laughs) And then Brad Pitt gets an offer from the Red Sox for $12 million. Yeah. And he turns it down for family and love. Yeah, love of the game, love of his his scrappy little team. Brad Pitt doesn't want to be a sellout. Okay, but here's the thing, Brad. $12 million. $12.5 million. Take the money and run. Take it and then be like, actually, fuck the Red Sox. I'm going back home after one to two years. One to two years. Think about it. Put the money in a sock. <laughs> yeah, and hit people with it. Money, put it in a ball. Money ball. Oh, the whole time the baseball was stuffed with cash. <laughs> I think Brad Pitt was just like, I already have this much money. I'm Brad Pitt. Maybe. Maybe. <sighs> this was a new role for Brad. I don't think we've seen him in, in a role like this before. Yeah, I think it's a non-action Brad, and I... Yeah, like that. this was like Academy Brad. Yeah, this is Brad being like, I want to have an Oscar. Yeah, which I, I don't think we've seen to this degree before, and I don't think we've seen, like, this was like Normie Brad. Yeah. I'm excited because I hear that they do that again for what, The Big Short? Yeah, The Big Short, we get Normie Brad, Tree of Life, we get Dad Brad, but it's like a surreal movie, and it's like 12 hours long, and it's like, oh my god. We're, we're with round... Two, we're getting into more like award movie brads. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. Yeah, definitely. As opposed to just like, I'm acting because it's my job. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I do. I'm trying now. <laughs> he, so Brad in this movie has like a normie haircut, which is really funny. <laughs> it looks like he's in the middle of growing it out for World War Z. It literally also. does. It you- just like slowly over the course of the film gets longer and longer. Like he never got a haircut throughout the entire production. A movie where you can tell the passage of time based only on the hair length. <laughs> of Brad Pitt, not Jonah Hill. That's probably just Castaway. I haven't seen Castaway, but they should do that. <laughs> Remake Castaway. 
and just do no other note of passage of time but his hair. Like, all of the shots are in the day, and they all pick up sort of where the last one left off. And so you don't know time has passed until you notice his hair is a little longer. It's like boyhood. It's real. The growth growth is real. Real length. Rather than just, like, cutting and suddenly he has a long beard, I want to see it going out. Anyway. Yeah. um, Yeah, he was was a normcore. Normcore Brad. Like, heavily normcore. Yeah. Jonah Hill was normcore, too. Yeah, everyone was, like, really, like, not celebrity-y looking. Philip Seymour Hoffman, but he was always sort of normcore. Spike Jones was Spike Jones was in it. So was um, Robin Wright of the Princess Princess Bride. She was, I think she was the wife. Wow. Yeah, everyone was super normie. It was crazy. Spike Jones played, like, some weird, like, Brad Pitt's ex-wife's new husband type and he was like wearing sandals and like had a weird accent and it was just like what the fuck are you doing here spike jones mm, rolled up jeans and sandals <laughs> Ooh, leather sandals that he probably got on a trip to israel mm. brad was playing like a brain dude without the suave of like rusty you know yeah but he wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he was, like, thinking. Like, he was, like, this was, like, a thinky Brad. Oh, that's where the But he didn't the have, suave. without the suave of Rusty. <laughs> the <laughs> second part of my sentence. I see. I see. He was, like, you know, so he cares about his daughter, and he's upset about his divorce. And he's, like, very much coming from a place where, like, he feels like he doesn't have anything left but, like, the game, you know? So we see a lot of, like, the stakes are high for, for our bratty boy. We see a lot of physical acting in this. There's a lot of Brad punching walls and flipping tables. He gets I feel like there's a lot like a lot of range that we see. Yeah. He gets really mad at his team when they are just like totally losing miserably. <laughs> it's an absolute like Tiffany. Are you not upset about this like Tyra Banks monologue type moment? Where Never he's like, in my life have I yelled at a team like this before. <laughs> he like walks into the locker room and he shuts the music off and they're all like, they're like uh And he's like, do you like losing? And yeah. they're like, no. And he's like, is losing fun? Is losing fun? No. What are you having fun for? This is what you do. It like knocks over the water cooler and shit. And then like, Brad okay, knocks Brad. a lot of stuff over. He's grumpy. I don't think I've ever seen so many tables flip. <laughs> tables will flip. <laughs> tables will flip. <sighs> he's like, you know, he's a man adrift. He is a man adrift. And he's just like, for the love of the game. He's got some like interesting stuff too where he had that thing going on where he felt like he couldn't watch a game or he would jinx it. Yeah. And he watches a game and then they start losing. They were about to have like 20 games in a row one and yeah. he's watching the 20th game and, yeah, and they then they start fucking tanking. Yeah, they had like an 11 to 0 thing, which I guess is impressive. I don't know much about baseball. The only time I've ever been to a baseball game, I was watching the players stretch the whole time. And after several hours, I turned to my friend and I'm like, when is the game going to start? And they were like, we're in the middle of the seventh inning. So I'm like, I thought they were just warming up. <laughs> I guess that's, I've been here for hours. That's why you like sports. <laughs> no, because I don't actively. I like I like sports media. Yeah. Like me some FF. But you like looking at the boys. Like this movie was intensely boring for me because I, I don't like sports. I don't like boys. I had a big problem with the fact that there were only three women in this movie. One was Brad's ex-wife. 
One was somebody else's wife, and then the other was a secretary who brought a man, like, coffee, and then was like, do you need anything else, sir? And we didn't even see her head. So it was just, I'm just like, I am so, I just resent having to watch movies that have literally no women. It is so, it's so boring. There's nothing to look at, and there's nothing to identify with, you know what I mean? Right. I was thinking about that, and I was like, no wonder, like, a lesbian invented the Bechdel test, because, like, you so notice it. Like, there's nothing to do. I'm just like, cool. It's just men being shitty, and I just, like, I have a big problem with, like, obviously masculinity and, like, sports culture and all that, and I just have, like, no tolerance for, like, men behaving badly and using something else as, like, an emotional distraction and, like, not being able to, like, I don't know. I just, I was so bored. I was so bored. I hated watching this. (laughs) I, like, appreciate that it was, like, well shot, and I appreciate what it was doing. Like, I guess, like, you know, it was making something that's, like, pretty boring interesting right I think they did a good job building tension but just like the content of it I just have such a problem with it was so frustrating that's fair that's fair I really liked it but I also really like Friday Night Lights and it really it's it scratched a similar itch for me for that like human component behind the sport sort of situation yeah um and because that's like what more than anything sport interests me with is just like putting so much into something that's like absolutely fleeting and super temporary and then everyone's lives are destroyed after it yeah it's just like because like like brad says at a certain point in the film he's he's talking to jonah hill who's like you're 25 you graduated from yale like if this gets fucked up you're fine i'm 44 years old and i hardly have a high school diploma like this is it yeah for me and like those stakes are really interesting to me because as someone who loves school and would never put themselves in that situation, it's like, how the fuck do you do that to yourself, dude? Um, Yeah, I know they made a statement too. Somebody was like negging Brad and was like, what are you going to do when this fails? Like go work at like Dick's Sporting Goods? Right, exactly. And it's like, there's like a lot of like the stuff with, there's some player who... Chris Pratt's character. Oh, yeah, Chris Pratt is also... <laughs> Chris Pratt, the worst Chris is in it. Also looking super normcore. Yeah, it's just like, I was like, oh, Chris Pratt's in this? And Sarah's like, what? <laughs> it's just like, what is happening? <sighs> um, And he's, like, got, like, irreplaceable nerve damage in his elbow. And yeah. it's just like... Yeah, I thought that was cool. They were building a team of, like... Like, they, they try to put together a team of players that are, like, statistically good, but that are unpopular. Like, they're trying to take the emotional component out right. of baseball. And so one guy has, like, he throws funny because of his nerve damage. And one player is, like, old. So it's people that you'd see them and be like, I don't like that person, but statistically they're... Yeah, boring. exactly. It's, like, it's they're cheap, and the sum of their parts makes up for, like, having one really good face player. Yeah. You know, like... And it was cool. I guess this is like a historical thing and it did change the way that like the Red Sox went on to like take this strategy and then win their first World Series two years later, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's like it's interesting. I it's crazy that a movie used spreadsheets and I was like, huh. Damn, damn, that Excel doc. (laughs) I do. I am a slut for when there's like numbers going across the screen and it's like, like scenes where people are like staying up all night coding and stuff. Yeah. Hacking. Social network. Yeah. I'm like, go, go, go. Aaron Serkin was like, how do I do the code part of the social network? Yeah. But 
more and more boring. Yeah, I, I liked that. More part. niche. <laughs> I was impressed. I was impressed with that. Yeah. Like I'm, I yeah, again, like I I appreciate what the movie did. I just wish I didn't have to watch eight billion men <laughs> fighting about something so dumb <laughs> and yeah. masculine. Yeah. We should chase it with a league of their own, which is baseball but girls. Baseball. I've now never that seen I it. I can get behind. Put Brad Pitt in a league of their own. <laughs> Intersect all of the baseball scenes in Moneyball with the baseball scenes from a league of their own. <laughs> then I'll be like, this is okay. <laughs> I still don't like sports, but uh, no, I, yeah. I just feel like, so, like, what I really, what I was compelled by with this Brad is like the real world human tragedy of having had this potential in your hands. Like Brad Pitt, like the other thing, important thing is Brad Pitt's character, Billy Bean. (laughs) Yes, for real. (laughs) Which sounds like a Muppet name. Billy Bean uh, was scouted directly out of high school to play for the New York Mets. And he had a full ride to Stanford. And his family is like, we'll support you in whatever you do. And he's like, I'm going to fucking play for the fucking New York Mets and make ass loads of money, you idiots. And then he just totally froze and just like super fucked up and like couldn't play and got traded down and down and down and down and down. And so he had the world in his hands and then just slipped through his fingers like all those pennies from his paychecks. Because they only paid him in pennies. Like kinetic sand. <laughs> and I think he did. There There was like a really solid basis of that like inherent sense of failure. Yeah. To Brad. I like that like at the core of it, he was a loser. Yeah. He fucking sucked. He, he was he just was a like, total loser. Yeah. He was a nobody. And it was like you could tell this is the only way he was ever going to get respect. Yeah. And he was also fighting for that from his ex-wife. He was dealing with like custody issues. You know, he has like this, this young daughter in the movie and is like trying to connect with her. And it's like he is like this is his only outlet you know yeah and i like that he felt like he was like really struggling to like maintain control over this one thing yeah but outside of it like who who is he? right and it's like the happiest you see him is when he's like manipulating the other teams to like trade like do this like really intense confusing trade with jonah hill in like the middle of the movie and he's like on the phone with like 12 different people and stuff and he's like very satisfied when he gets it and he's like yes yeah and it's like oh he did it because you fucking could control every component you little chess playing brad normcore man <laughs> there were a lot of pieces for him to pick up and handle in this mm-hmm. i did feel a little frustrated at i felt like it was very like Oscar-y like I felt mm-hmm. like he was like I'm trying to win something but like I don't know I'm having a hard time articulating something about this Brad bothered me and I can't really put my finger on it it was good acting but it was still acting yeah I think that's it it was like it was it, was, a, it was good and he was doing something new mm-hmm. and I think that's cool but it was lacking that like charm that he usually has mm-hmm yeah, I think there's a certain amount of livedness to a lot of, like, yeah. the most, like, successful Brad characters. You know, yeah. you can see Brad Pitt walking down, getting his vegan juice, apparently, and thinking, like, I wonder what Johnny Swade is doing to you Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel that I got the sense, like, I felt like I saw the construction mm-hmm. going on. Like, I felt like I saw the, the mm-hmm. seams and that you could tell when the mm-hmm. camera stopped rolling, he's going to go get a snack from the mm-hmm. snack bar. Mm-hmm. Which I'm wondering... 
and I should know this, but has Brad Pitt played a real person before? Or is this his only biopic? Oh, that's really interesting. I'm not sure. Well, uh, we should know this. <laughs> we should know. I feel like he hasn't. I would. In I would, all of the movies, I think that we've seen him in so far. Definitely been, that we've seen so far. With the exception of like Achilles, but that's not like real, real, really real anymore. You know, like <laughs> I wouldn't call it? Troy a biopic. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. That okay. That I think you're really hitting on something there. It seemed very studied. Mm-hmm. It seemed like textbook. Like mm-hmm. he he put the work in, but I felt like it was lacking a sort of like natural confidence Mm -hmm. like he was kind of new at it I don't know yeah that's interesting I think too a certain amount of that calculation also comes from the fact that like it's a Sorkin movie Mm -hmm. and like if you look at other Sorkin pieces like the social network or like West Wing or whatever there's like a very specific way that the characters talk and interact with each other that's very like stage play like two layers behind what we're usually used to Like, Jesse Eisenberg saying Aaron Sorkin lines makes sense because Jesse Eisenberg is a weird dude. Right. But Brad Pitt is, like, a normal dude, and it's, like, bizarre to have him, like, do this. And especially, like, having watched all of his other movies, seeing something in that space, it was weird. That's a good point. Also, I'm thinking about how we've talked about this before. It seems like Brad likes to have an element of control over his character mm-hmm. and kind of space. And in something like this, like, it's a really tight film. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that he had less control over the role. Yeah, less loosey-goosey. Yeah. All that being said, this was definitely a more dimensional Brad than Allied. Yeah. I think, like I said, I feel like Allied is just either, like, quiet Brad, sexy Brad, or loud Brad. <laughs> And, like, I love the sexy Brad part of that movie. Like, that first, like, 45 minutes when they meet and then they fuck in a car and then they kill a bunch of Nazis and he's like, come with me to London. Come with me to London and be my wife. Like, if you cut that movie there, I'm, like, fucking nothing. It's great. (laughs) It's so good. Uh, And then it just completely goes downhill and it goes from being all sexy Brad to just being boring Brad and loud Brad. And I don't like either of those. Yeah, it's it's flat. It's frustrating that he is turning it on. And and it's hard because it's like with Moneyball, you can see the nuance that Brad Pitt could have delivered in Allied to make Allied a good movie. Yeah. And like it it just seemed like he didn't have anything to connect with with this Quebecan man. And <laughs> He's not even American. Also was like wrapped up in a divorce. I do think Brad was distracted yeah. during the filming He's of like, Allied. Damn, this sexy spy double agent movie sure does remind me of where I met my wife who's making me sleep on the couch of our guest house. No. <laughs> sure as shit, son. Marion Cotillard sure does look like my wife. Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Knife through the heart and twisted. God. I'm sorry, Brad. I'm sorry for you. Yeah. I think um, Moneyball knocked it out of the park. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. I was thinking about that. Moneyball fast and over the plate. Strike three for Allied. Uh, yeah, no, I really, I really liked Moneyball. I respect and hear and ag- agree with the critiques. <laughs> this is 
seven all over again. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I liked it. I like I like me a good Aaron Sorkin awards movie sports. What do we have when we build our dreams on sand? Type. Yeah. Things. That's why I like the Olympics. Just put some ladies in it. Just, just like a woman. Just make Jonah Hill a woman. And then people will be like, <laughs> yeah. But that's not how it was in real life. And you can be like, fuck you. It's my fan fiction. Brad wasn't in this in real life. Brad isn't Billy Bean. God damn it. <laughs> Billy Bean the Muppet Man. I have some fucking onions. Don't ever tell me the whatever. If you can suspend your disbelief enough to believe that Brad Pitt is Billy Bean and Jonah Hill is the other guy, you can suspend your disbelief that a, a woman existed. Anyway. Fucking tell him. Boys, men, <laughs> and men, boys, two men. Boys, two men. Get out of here. You hit singles. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> you should join us next week. And we will not neg anything. <laughs> I don't know if we can make that a uh, thing because next week we're talking about Brad Pitt's Dior commercial. Oh, which shit. Which I will absolutely neg the shit out of. Cool. Well, tune in. <laughs> yeah, so tune in next week for Brad Bite, where we're pitting Brad Pitt's Pringles commercial with uh, Brad Pitt's Dior ad. And tune in the week after that for the only movie that Brad Pitt's been nominated for an Oscar for. 12 Monkeys versus Happy Together, which is on VHS. It's the perfect film. Oh, God, I love Happy Together. <laughs> um, yeah. Feel free to follow us on the internet. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, on March Bradness. Uh, Instagram, March.Bradness. Twitter, at March Bradness. And our website, MarchBradness.net, where you can see our bracket. So you know what movies you have to watch. You can see um, our cool little player. You can see more about us, more about where to watch Brad Pitt movies online. All kinds of good stuff. It's a romping good time. It's a good website. Sarah's done a good job with it. Thank you. Uh, You can leave us a good review. I would love that. You should do that because we need your love and support. Hopefully just as much as you need our love and support. (laughs) Which you have unconditionally. Let me validate you right now. You are valid. (laughs) You are valid. Ooh. ooh. All right. All right. Until next time. Until next time. (gasps) Bye. Bye.